Alright, welcome back to the Duck Call Room, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we have got a special guest who arguably enjoys cooking more than me and you, Stone. That's, I, I think he does. That's uh, that's something, but we're going to introduce you and show you why you never trust a skinny chef. We've got the host <laughs> of the I, YouTube channel, How to Barbecue Right, Malcolm I, Reed is in the studio with that's us. That's what today. I told him. I said, hey, you got one thing in your favor. Don't trust a skinny cook. <laughs> that's why you know, I don't do any of the right. cooking. That's why I don't, I don't do nothing. I, I told him if y'all wanted to talk about marathon running, I was the wrong man. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. We I'm could, here to We can talk some food now. Now, see, here's the deal with Stone. You can still trust Stone because he's half the man he used to be. That's right. He used to be a little, well, Plump. I used to be plump. heavy. Yeah, plump is the word you're looking <laughs> yeah. for. I was trying to think of the right word. <laughs> but, but my cooking skills stayed with me. Yeah. The weight yeah. left me, but my cooking st yeah. skills stayed with me. Well, you lost weight not by going and eating a bunch of crap. That's right. Like, you still ate good. You just made better decisions. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, that's yeah. the biggest difference. I still love to eat good. And I will say something about Malcolm. I have Googled him many a time. I'm not sure. I wasn't sure what to do in a certain situation when I was smoking something. And when I Googled on, I'd say three different times on his name come up. No, his picture come up <laughs> in the video. Well, hey, and I watched it. And the one that got me was your bacon burnt ends. You had a big old slab of bacon, and and you cut them things up into into cubes and made burnt ends out of them. And when when I did that, that was one of the best things <laughs> I have ever put in my mouth. So I, it, it's bacon burn ends. Mm. Well, you need to do that then. Mm. One time. Oh, I've already done. It. I'll do it again. Yeah, but you didn't invite me. But I got I, left out. Of I that learned one. how to do that from him. Yeah. And it was well. Everything goes better with incredible. bacon. Incredible. Don't go to your heart doctor after you eat those. Si. Oh man. <laughs> Hey, I ain't worried about it at my age. Yeah. I believe, I, we believe in the resurrection right now, if you want to I ain't worried you about it. <laughs> you going to be a bear, I, be a good God's got me on the boneless years right now anyway, so I ain't worried about it. Oh, oh but it was a big old slab of bacon. And I'll, I'll let you describe how to how to do it. That was It's an unslice. You got to get it before they slice it up into thick cut pieces. And you just cube it. You cut oh, it in big chunks. Oh, this is like going to the smokehouse when I was growing up, get you a slab of bacon, and then do what you're going to do. That's right. And you cut it up and yeah. season it up and get it on the smoker first, but then you wrap it up with butter and brown sugar and honey. Mm. And all them little cubes just get sticky and soft and all oh, that yeah. fat yeah. melts, and it's just like meat candy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Put it in your mouth. And when you take it out, yeah. you dip it in more barbecue yeah. sauce and set that. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Look I like, out. His, Look I like out. his adjectives he's using. Oh, candy. Meat candy. That's yeah, exactly meat candy. what it was. Yeah. But his looked a little better than mine when I got about, but, but boy, they was good. The flavors they were just incredible. Oh, no. Ooh. Well, that's like the duck wraps you do before you take them off. Well, you either glaze them with something, either mayhaw jelly or something, honey or whatever. Mike, Mike's hot honey. honey yeah. is my go to glaze yeah. these days. Yeah. You know, that's our secret in our, our Memphis and May rib wrap. Really? Mike's hot honey. Oh, I, I finish all my ribs with it. I, I can't get enough of it. <laughs> it's got The spice kind of cooks away a little bit once you add the heat to it. Because, you know, at first, if you take a spoon of it, it'll light you up. Oh, yeah. But when you cook it, 
the heat does something to it. It mellows that out and it blends it well. And it's just, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a fine glaze as I've ever used. Yeah, y'all making me hungry. Uh, we going going back to ducks. Yeah. You know, mm. a duck. He he don't taste good. Just if you if he you don't have his, much flavor. If you cut his breast out, so some people's gonna disagree with me. Oh, yeah. you know, some people like the taste of liver. I don't. But if you cut out a duck breast and just try to fry it up as is, it's gonna it's not gonna it's gonna be kind of musty. It, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So here's what I do, and I'll, and I'll let you give me your recommendation. I put, put the duck breast in a saltwater brine overnight when I'm going to grill them. Um, I just use saltwater. I don't put anything else besides saltwater. And then I'll take the breast out, butterfly it, stuff it, cream cheese, whatever, wrap it in bacon and grill it. Now, is there another method that you would prefer to that? I, I, you can't go wrong with we call them, you know, roll-ups like that. But with me, ducks, there's no in-between. Either you got to cook it hot and fast and quick, or you got to cook it low and slow and break it down and serve it with the gravy and onions or something like that. There's no there's no medium well or, you know, on, on a duck. Because it's got, to me, it's rare, medium rare. That's where you, you don't taste that liver taste. It tastes really good if you cook a duck hot and fast, like, mm. like you're talking about. Um, with the roll-ups, often people overcook them and they get that bad taste because they're trying to get that bacon done. That's right. That's so right. what I do is half cook that bacon first. I'll start it out on a sheet pan in the oven or either on the grill, get it to where the fat's starting to render in and it's still pliable. It ain't turned brown yet. Then take it off the grill and pat it dry with paper towel, get the grease off, and then roll my duck up. That way that duck, the bacon browns on up before that duck overcooks and it changes the whole flavor of it. That's why I use cheap bacon. And that's, that's another thing. Use that it's the, it's, the, it's the only time I say it's acceptable to buy the two dollar bacon. <laughs> that's right. Is when you're gonna wrap something in. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you you don't care about the bacon in. It, it's mm-hmm. serving a different purpose. Now you go to eat bacon for breakfast. That needs to be the most expensive bacon you can afford. <laughs> now for everybody, that's a different price point for everybody. But when you're wrapping something. Give me the stuff that's on sale two for four bucks or whatever, because I oh. it, it don't matter. He's just a he's just a side piece in, you know. There you go. But yeah, no, and I've done that too. Start it either, and I've done it oven, microwave. It doesn't really matter. Just just get it started. Mm-hmm. Then that way, when you get done, it's done, and you duck you duck it and. Yeah. Didn't live like boot it, leather. Yeah, yeah. Now, it see, the problem with me is I like liver. I love <laughs> a chicken liver now. I was, I was raised on chicken liver. Chicken we, liver done right hard to be. There's yeah. a lot of good fried chicken liver in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I was raised on fried chicken livers. That's one thing my, my grandpa and grandma loved to eat. Whatever you had left over, you took fishing. They turn into catfish, too, yeah. if you're oh, yeah. careful. Yeah, real so, quick. like. But that's one of the few things a catfish, <laughs> me and a catfish will both eat oh, yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a chicken yeah. liver because most of the rest of it. You got a fight man. going on, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I love. Have it. you heard of um, poking holes in the in the duck breast I, before you brine it? I have. Um, we use well jacquard, so you know it's like a meat needle thing. Oh yeah, you stamp with it, and that's yeah. usually what we what, okay. we what I do with it. Yeah, I'll run it. I'll run it through that, and then throw it in the marinade. I mean, I keep it simple: a Worcestershire, maybe a little soy sauce, Italian dressing. I like that zesty Italian just to give it some flavor. And let it soak in it. I mean, I have done just buttermilk too. Let the buttermilk. 
And when I frown, when I frown, I use the buttermilk. Yeah. And I'll use that tender right. What's that thing called? Again? Jacquard. Jacquard. I think that's Jacquard. how you pronounce it. I'm sure it's French. You got uh, one of them? Oh, yeah. Jacquard. You just sit there and yeah. do it like this oh, over yeah. the top that's of it. That thing's yeah. a game oh, changer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've used them. They're, they're really good for deer. It, yeah, uh, I, that's if, what I use for yeah, deer. Yeah, if you're trying to, whenever you're like grilling a back strap or something, if you're not going to leave it whole, if you want to do like little deer wrap, same the same deal. If you're trying to get it into smaller sections, that way mm-hmm. you can get the flavor in there, but but you're not going to overcook it, and it'll yeah. Now, it, we're sitting here talking about cooking a bunch of wild game, and it's the middle of July. Yeah. <laughs> there's a problem going on. No, ain't. I'm ready for it to open. But that's what. I, but we can't go get it. <laughs> I know. That's the problem because uh, we don't freeze none of yeah. it hardly, except for sausage, like sausage yeah. and hamburger yeah. meat. I say. Yeah, the quality not- the quality cuts are going quickly around this yeah. part. Oh, yeah. you we, we ain't one of them is like pull out a backstrap in June. No, no, he got about he got about seventy two hours before he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was aging aging my deer this year, and every week Willie sent me a text. You got a backstrap? Mm-hmm. You got a backstrap? <laughs> You got a backstrap? I bring him one over. <laughs> now that you've work, worked directly, directly under him, that text is going to come more often. Yeah, about every, so, yeah, about every three days. But let's take our first break. We'll be back right after this. Martin? Yeah, buddy. What's the greatest piece of mail you've ever gotten? I don't know, man. I, yes, I would, you do. What? It's a mattress, and it came from That's Helix. Not, came from Is that Helix. not the best thing ever? You open a box, boom, you have a mattress, and you're like, a mattress in the mail? I don't know. And then it's like the most comfortable mattress ever because it was tailor-made for you because you took a two-minute quiz, and it was like, hey, you're exactly what you need. Boom. And you're like, wow, this is the most comfortable thing on earth. Thanks, Helix. I w- and it <laughs> came in the mail. I will That's have to say, I will have to say, until you get a mattress in the mail, you never realize how tedious going to a mattress store actually is Ugh, to find yeah. the one for you where you can sit down and in two minutes answer all the questions whether it's for you you and your wife your wife your kids whatever fill out the questionnaire and they send you a mattress that's made for you because that that's what they do helix sleep is a premium mattress brand that provides tailored mattresses based on your unique sleep preferences they have 20 unique mattresses including the award-winning lux collection and a mattress for Shocker, big and tall sleepers. That's your boy. And even a mattress made just for kids. And now Helix is bringing us their most premium mattresses yet with a new Helix Elite collection. Every Helix Elite has a built-in cooling cover, thousands of supportive coils, dual cushioning layers, and even lumbar support for a truly elevated sleep experience. So if you want to know which one it is, take the quiz. You can get it done in two minutes or less. And then you have a mattress that's built just for you, and it's shipped straight to your door. And then you jump on it and just, hey. You're sleeping on a cloud, boys. You can jump on it. You can lay on it. You can do whatever you want on it because it is that, I mean, it's that well made. And there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it. So, 100-night trial to try out your new Helix mattress. That's right. If you're not satisfied, which you're not, you're going to be ecstatic about how great it is. Look. There you go. And we're all unique. We all sleep differently. That's why Helix has several different mattresses to choose from. They have models with memory foam layers, models more responsive foam to cradle your body, enhanced cooling features keep you from overheating. And if your spine needs a little extra TLC, they got you. It has a hybrid design combining wrapped steel coils in the base and foam layers at the top. So, I mean, I don't know what else you could want in a mattress. Johnny D., He's wrapped up in a pillow in a cloud oh, every mine night. Mine is just a soft, fluffy, beautiful cloud. There you go. I should go yeah. back home right now. Moonlight, right? 
Moonlight. There you go. He's he's chasing the moonlight. Not only is this the best mattress we've ever slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattress delivered in a box straight to your door for free. Don't take our word for it. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress pick by Wire Magazine, and it's recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Plus, they're American-made and come with a 10- or 15-year warranty, depending on which one you get. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash duck and use code helixpartner20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long with Helix. Better sleep starts now. Go to helixsleep.com slash duck and use code helixpartner20. Malcolm, how did you, uh, how did you get into barbecue? What, what, what is that? A, is that a family deal? Is that something y'all did growing up? Or? In the town I'm from, which is right outside of Memphis, it's called Sally, Mississippi. We, uh, had a little yearly festival growing up as a kid, me and my brother went to it and it was always, you know, it was a barbecue contest, cook carnival, off. cook off yep. deal. And so we were just grew up around it. We got old enough. We started hanging out with the guys that was cooking and we just kind of picked up a few things and. Memphis in May, I don't know if y'all have heard of it, but it's the World Pork Champion Barbecue Cooking Contest in Memphis. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the teams use that South Haven contest in the spring to tune up for the World Championship. And so when we got to cooking against those guys, you either had to learn to cook or you got laughed out of there. So it just kind of came natural to learn to, you know, to barbecue and smoke. And we were we were mainly cooking pork, uh, ribs, shoulder, and whole hog. And then as the Years went on. I just got into other things. You can only make so many rib videos. Yeah, you got to cook some. And I, I mean, I just like cooking outside. But, but really, it was when I went met my wife, and she heard me talking a lot like we are here, just sharing recipes and talking about barbecue things. Probably a lot like y'all do with duck hunting and everything. And she said, "You need to start sharing this with people." So we did a newsletter. I said, "Nobody's going to read." Poor boy from Mississippi writing about barbecue. Nope, and, wrong you know, and but they started reading yeah. it. And then YouTube come along and she said, Well, let's make us a you know video some of it. And we just started doing that and doing my recipes and never gave up. And that's so that's cool. been yeah, it's probably I guess it's been about twelve years ago we started the video side of it, but I've been doing this, you know, since oh four really with the website and newsletter and stuff like that. Well, first question. The the thing they have in the summertime, do you win that? We've, I've won the first year we ever cooked it in 06, you had to start out as an amateur and we, we won the ribs that year and they made us turn pro. And yeah. then ever since then, we've never looked back. You know, we keep, yeah. I don't get to cook as much competition as I used to, but you know, those were my younger days when I had plenty of time. And now since it's turned into a business for us and you know, and so it keeps me going, I get to cook some and that's the, that's the fun I get to have. And the rest of it, you know, is just making content and sharing and help, helping people cook good in their backyard. I realized quick that there's only so many people that watch competition stuff, but everybody's just about got a grill in their backyard. Everybody I know, yep. yeah, you know, and so we all want to cook and, and learn to cook outside and, you know, cook stuff for our family and our friends. And that's what it's really about sharing stuff that you can share with somebody else. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I got a couple of buddies that have done that Memphis and May, uh, Chris Lilly. Oh yeah. We worked together through Yeti and then uh, Michael Mixon, the mixing i know plan. i know both of them very yeah. well <laughs> two totally different yeah, personalities they are, mind they are, you. yeah yeah uh, i had to ask that about the the thing because i knew the answer was going to be yes i've won it oh yeah absolutely <laughs> uh, i knew that that's why i asked yeah but okay. you but are so in this day and age are, are you seeing like a change in the barbecue world? are there after after that dreaded c word we don't yeah. like to bring it up because then they put warnings on your stuff but uh <laughs> you know you, you see a lot more people 
cooking outside and like cooking with family and stuff like that so like since all that mess started have you have you noticed a change in all that you know we we noticed a big change and we didn't know what to do when it when it hit too we started home and i just started doubling down on cooking dinners and filming them and putting them out there and everybody else was doing the same thing yeah and i know it it hurt the restaurant industry and i got a lot of friends that you know they're struggling and still trying to get back on their feet some of them even lost their restaurants because people didn't go out and people started cooking at home and that's when we started seeing an uptick and people watching videos and, and sending in emails, asking questions about stuff. And I, I think people are still doing it, especially with the prices. I mean, you know, look at fuel prices, which is bringing it all the way down to the supermarket where the meat we buy, the seasonings we buy to cook with, everything's went up. So when people can save money and they can cook stuff at home and, it, you know, it, a lot of the stuff we cook is not just a one meal thing it lasts you know several meals and you can mm-hmm. prep you can do the meal prep stuff with a lot of the, the bigger barbecue cuts that we cook so i think it's just um, a lot more people cooking at home yeah no that's a good thing and probably i mean i would suspect some of that too probably has to do with like pellet grills making it easier for people right. to smoke meat uh i, I use those yeah. terms <laughs> loosely yeah. well i've uh, seen a big uptick in those you know pellet grills have been around a while but man they're mainstream now yeah You've got these big companies like Traeger and, you know, Camp Chef and Pit Boss and all, you know, yep. uh, Rec Tech and all these companies that are, that put pellet grills on the market. And, and it's really, I think it's great. Is it smoking? Not really. Yeah. But is it getting people into cooking outside and, you know, learning how to, to, to season meat and get it on the grill and when to take it off? Now, what they're going to do is progress to more of a smoker where you got to build a fire and learn how to airflow and learn how to manage that fire. And that's where, you know, a, a lot of the skill comes in with people calling themselves pit masters. But you got to start somewhere. So I think, the, and I cook on pellet grill all the time because it's easy. Yeah. My yeah. wife, you know, my son, we can just go out there, turn it on. You set it just like your oven, yeah. walk away. and Same here. Like the it. pellet grill is like the Zepco 33. You know, as, as Zepco 33 is to fishing, anybody can pick it up and go fishing, go catch them a, a fish. A, a pellet grill is a lot in the same way, you know. I'm so very it's Very convenient. I never thought yeah. of it like that, but I love that. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zepco 33. Good analogy. Yeah. But, the and you know what else about a Zepco 33? It's tough. It keeps working. It doesn't, you know, so it's just kind of like, you know, if you're going into shotguns, you can call it like the Remington 870. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's just, that's what they are. And no, it's been cool because I work with Pit Boss. Willie works with Pit Boss. So to see these people like reaching out, wanting these recipes and all that, because I love to cook. I mean, I just, I enjoy it. It's something to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate going home and sitting on the couch. Like, I, I'm always up piddling on something. So might as well be making something good to eat. Mm-hmm. And, um, Right now, during the remodel, I'm like camping out every night. So I'm cooking on I'm cooking on gas stoves outside and and the pit boss. And if I didn't have that, I'd be starving to death right now because my go. kitchen is torn to yeah. shreds. You well, know, you know that's what we do too. We, but, our, even at our house, I try to cook as much as I can outside just to keep them heating the house up. Well, turning on that oven, you know. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. Low. And you don't stink up your house. That's right. And that's and, right. and yeah. your woman's happier. And when you if you make a mess, you just get the water hose. <laughs> yeah. like, Wash it away. Wash it away. Well, I'm I'm a big fan of the barrel smoker, the the yeah. pit barrel cooker, and I love that hook and hang. It's for something about it suspended over that tray that that the smoke gathering up around that meat that. It just seems to take on more. And I, I like a big, heavy smoke flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just about everybody in my household does, except for my mother-in-law. And, that's and all, all your neighbors. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And all but, my neighbors. So, you know, what? I get asked all the time, what's my favorite cooker to cook on? And it is, it, 
I will say my drum cooker is the is my favorite for flavor. Mm-hmm. The only downside is it's only got a twenty two inch grate. You know, it's a it's the old Weber grate that fits in that thing. So you can't you're limited on what you can put in there. Yeah, but you will not. That's authentic barbecue flavor. Like you look back at the old timers when they were cooking in on these big brick pits and they would shovel the coals underneath it and the meat was up above it and the juices was all dripping down oh, yeah. on the coals. You get that in that drum. Mm-hmm. There's no other smoker out there that lets it drip and you get that real, you know, it makes, you throw your wood in there so you're getting the smoke and then you're getting the sizzle from all that renderings dripping down on the hot coals and, yeah, man, I'd like to put me a loaf of flavor. Bread. I'd like to put me a loaf of bread down there. <laughs> just let it catch it all. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then yeah, just there. reach in there and grab yeah. you a slice yeah. of that white yeah. bread. And, yeah, yeah. I hung me some baby backs in there uh, Saturday, and uh, so I didn't smoke them but an hour and a half, and then I moved them to the to the oven and did the old Texas crutch with them. Well, and uh, <laughs> an hour and a half uh, of smoking. And them things taste like they've been smoking for six hours. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think you get more flavor. A lot of people don't, they don't believe me when they say you can hang ribs because they think, oh, they're going to end up falling in the coals. Well, you ain't hanging them until they're fall apart yeah, tender. That's right. Only during where they get color and bark on them. And yep. then you want to wrap them up and it don't matter. You can put them back on the grate wrapped up. You can put them in another grill. You can throw them in the oven. Anything. Yeah. It's just heat at that point. Yeah. Once yeah. you wrap them, yeah. all that it's goes it's out just the heat. What do you like to put in your, in your wrap? Well, it depends. If, <laughs> Most of the time, I've been cooking what I call sweet barbecue all my career. That's what competition barbecue was. So it was the honey, the brown sugar, the butter, the pepper sauce, stuff like that. And when we cook competitions, we talked about a little bit earlier that Mike's Hot Honey has been one of our secrets for a while. It gives it a little spice and a little sweet. But a lot of times, if I'm home, I'm wanting to taste the meat. I'm wanting to taste the smoke and then seasoning, and, and it's just an accent to it. So I'm a salt and pepper man. If you can give me a good slab of ribs and I've just got salt and black pepper, it's Texas style barbecue. Yeah. But man, it's authentic and it tastes. It just tastes like the real deal. Have you tried that that tiger sauce in your? Right? I, have. I have. That's an old school Johnny Trigg one there. The tiger sauce and it's a it's really good. It was it was squeezy parquet butter. You got to get the squeezy. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> with, <laughs> squeezy parquet boys with, with yeah, brown that, sugar, tiger sauce, and a little and a yeah, little honey. That fake butter that you squeeze out is good. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's fire. Whenever you try oh, to man, wrap. We, I catch so much hard times over using that that blue bottle of fake butter. People say I'm gonna kill myself. And, kill everybody else it's hey. just chemicals and hey so that oh, that man. that's already been decided long yeah. before we get here so I, you might as well enjoy it while you're here the way i look at it but let's take a break we'll be back right after this now malcolm i, I stumbled across this stuff I, I, I just want to let you know in case you ain't heard of it yet there's some stuff called the w sauce have you seen him yet oh, yeah i've yeah. used it i've yeah. used it yeah that's good, good it's real good stuff i like the spicy one. Oh yeah the yeah. fire shire they call it, called? it yeah that's it the w so- i got a bunch of it at the house i had to bring some I, of it i bring it up here so i saw him using it on tiktok so yeah. i had to order some up yeah and i, I we got it in our store now it's like it's, oh do you yeah yeah, okay. I, I yeah. Got to know the guy they're down in florida i mean they're they can't hardly keep up. Yeah, old that's, bear. Yeah, that's old, it. old bear and Burton. Yep. Bear is actually a good buddy of mine. Really? Uh, that I went fishing with. Um, he used to be, or still is, a fishing guide in Key West. But you know, during again, when times changed, wasn't nobody going fishing, so he had to figure out a way to make a living. Yep. And they they decided to bottle the family recipe. Well, that's a good one. And, and that's a, you, it's a. Was it like a barbecue sauce? It's, it's like Worcestershire, but better. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, a, it's founded in Worcestershire. Yeah, yeah. it's got a lot of better. Worcestershire the notes. The foundation is yeah. Worcestershire sauce. Yeah. yeah, but it's better. 
it's thicker. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a it's a much better marinade to me than just yeah. That's what I, that's what we, I use it on steaks. Yeah, that's the number one thing. We you know we're cooking ribeye steaks. I'm putting me some of that on as a binder. Yeah, a lot like you would mustard on ribs or pork butt. Mm-hmm. And then kind of just light coat and rub it in good, and then season on top of it. Same. Man. That's what I do my ducks in now. Ever since I oh. started making that, because it, it makes a really good. I good, didn't have like, it back during duck season. Yeah. But believe me, I'm going to. No, he's if you gonna uh, bring that tomorrow. Yeah, I'll bring it to you. It's good stuff. Yeah, I got a case of it. So, um, yeah, no, they they good. They uh, they know what they do and they good boys. What's uh, I guess if we had to ask you, what is your favorite thing that you cook? I mean, I know you cook a lot. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm sitting here scrolling through your YouTube channel and just looking around, but I'm just wondering, like, if you got one. You got one meal. You say I'm about to show out for everybody. What what's that one? It's gonna be a whole hog. Whole hog. Yeah. That's just you know, it's more than just me cooking it. Most of the time it's several of your buddies around. It's gonna take twenty two hours to cook one. So, you know, we're gonna have a lot of time to tell tales and sit around and watch the fire and all that. But that the camaraderie of getting to do that and socialize and that's what that's what barbecue really is. When we think of how it started, they were cooking these meats, and they didn't have another way to preserve them, so they were cooking these big cuts of meat and then sharing them with the whole tribe or whoever was eating them. And that's what we do with the whole hall. We have a pig picking. Yeah. So I can invite 150 of my closest friends over, you know, and we can, you can all just and watch still it. have leftovers. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, but know. I mean, it's just something about cooking that whole hog, and I think that's really the test of somebody that that likes to smoke or you know considers herself a pit master to learn. How to cook that whole hog? Maybe there'll be leftovers. <laughs> if it's good enough, it won't be. Well, <laughs> most of them things I've noticed. So sometimes, a lot of times, the beer flows like wine. Well, yeah, so there's generally some leftovers okay. by the yeah. end of it because you get full off of off of the extraneous yeah. things yeah. of why you Extras. eat. Extras, you know. Boys. But if so, on a pig picking, that whole hog sitting there, beautiful, ready to go. What what piece are you grabbing first? Oh, yeah. I'm in that belly. It ain't, even, it ain't even out there. The belly and the jowl, that's the best part of it. And there's a little piece. Y'all probably know about it down here in Louisiana, but that temple meat. And they they use a lot of people use it down here to make jambalaya. Yep. It's some of the first meat they buy, but it's a little socket that's right up in the skull of that hog, and you can pull that piece of meat out. And, man, it is the most tender. It's it's as good as the belly meat on there, and it's often overlooked. I don't know if y'all have ever See? tried it. Oh, yeah. That's why you ask these things because you, you, now you're learning. See, next time you look on that platter and you see that old hog, he just laying there, you know to get up there around that face. Yeah, now. get that jowl meat. <laughs> get that jowl meat and then right over that eye in that little socket. It's, yeah. it's the, in the temple of him. It's a little plug of meat about as big as your thumb. That's like them red snapper. You, you know, them throats. Or the throats are the best thing on that red snapper. Uh huh. Ain't a, no red in that. That's all white mm-hmm. meat. There ain't no red meat to take mm-hmm. out of him. And, now that's what I always like to ask people. I like to I like to know the secret within the secret. Cause like, look, you open up a hog, you can start on a shoulder. That's gonna be fine. You can start back there on ham. That's gonna be fine. You get in there in that tenderloin, but you you start watching where the boys that cook it grab. They grabbing in unconventional locations. Yeah. You're like, now hold on, now what, what are yeah, what, you doing up there? Yeah, what you yeah. doing up what, there around the eyeballs? Yeah, what you doing up there around that cheek? So, what yeah. you what you doing up there now? Let me let me pay attention here real quick. That, that's typically you know? what we do. We take the hams and shoulders and the loin, chop all that up, and you got a pile, and that's what everybody's going after to eat. Mm-hmm. We got the good stuff hid. Yeah. You don't even see that. <laughs> that never even makes it out there. We like to call oh, that right. chef's cut. That's, that's right. That's right. That's uh. No, I'm the same way on a lot of that stuff. It's like when you pull that 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 pork butt, when you get ready to pull that pull pork, 
and you start getting around that bone, there's 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 one muscle that seems to outshine the rest of them. That's in the Y. I call it the Y. That bone. How that? If you look at it from the side, it kind of makes a curve in there. Mm-hmm. It lays right up in there. Mm-hmm. What it is that that muscle don't get worked as much as that whole getting up and down and walking around. Mm-hmm. It's a little more tender. <laughs> oh yeah, it's kind of the filet mignon of that shoulder. Oh, I like I like to use a little dark beer with with my um, with my pull, injection pull pork. Oh, really? mix it in. Well, I, I'll smoke it for for about five hours on the barrel, and then um, put it in a pan. Pour me a bottle of Guinness Extra Stout in there with it, and then cover it up. Put it in the oven. Finish it up in the oven. That is a sorb. And, yeah. and I pull it in, in that beer, and it gives that. It's, it's got a good I, I'll flavor. I try that. I never. I've never tried. You never tried that. I've tried it in a brisket mop, a dark beer like that. We've. Uh, That's about the only thing a Guinness could be good for. <laughs> yeah, it's a mop. Oh, it's pretty good. Nah. <laughs> or soap. <laughs> oh, I don't like them. Uh, oh man. Well, let's take another break. We'll be back right after this. No, I don't need to ever do this again. It's getting you hungry. Not, yeah, not eat nothing and then come up here and we talk about food the whole time. What are you talking about? All I had for lunch was a pack of crackers. Because <laughs> we had an OB appointment this morning that ran a, a little long. Hey, I had a blue blurry muffin. That was it. Yeah. I'm starving to death now. That blue blurry. Uh, blue blurry muffin. Look, see, he done, he done got so hungry his words just slurred. Oh. What you got there? There's a snack for you. Hey, here's a snack. Jerky <laughs> and a black. Back. Oh. Malcolm's uh, Killer Jerky. Get along, he, little he's hoggy. A, he's a jerky. That's man. bacon. That's bacon jerky. Yeah, bust it open. Bust it open. Give him a Go ahead. Flight. Get you he some of it. If I start on him, I ain't going to. He ain't going to eat. Now, don't think in this last segment when we get there, I ain't going to eat some of him, <laughs> but I don't need to start right now. Malcolm, if there's somebody listening out here that that is, because uh, our fans are all over doing all kinds of things, that, that's wanting to get started in barbecue, not competition. They ain't ever done it before. They just got their fill-in grill, whatever, whether it be Pit Boss, Weber, Big Green Egg, you name it. What, what, what's your number one tip for beginners? The number one tip is just to do it, jump in and do it. Because, I mean, you, you're going to have to figure it out. And I tell people all the time, you can start with something as simple as that Weber, classic Weber kettle grill. When you learn how to set it up for grilling, how to set your fire up to where you can smoke on it, you know, make a two-zone fire where you can cook some ribs or some butts, and you learn how to control the vents, you're really learning fire management at that point. And so it's a, you know, that's 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 a big thing. But there's so much out there now. There's so, I mean, you've got YouTube videos, you've got guys, you know, doing podcasts, you've got, you know, TV shows. Used to, when I first started doing that, there wasn't barbecue was like held real close it was family secrets people weren't sharing all that wow. stuff but i think that's changed you know in, in the past 10 20 years you've got more people sharing how to do stuff i mean everybody knows if you want to look up something you look on youtube now that's, that's the google and there's a video on it if it ain't you need to make one because <laughs> somebody else is probably looking for it too but i mean i think just getting started is where you you know don't be scared don't be scared to get on there and ruin something i mean that's Everybody's done it. I mess stuff up. There's no, you know, start with your basic stuff. Don't jump in and buy $60 brisket and think you're going to cook that first off. Start with some bologna or some yeah. chicken breast. Or, yeah, that's what or, I was going to ask you, you know, too. Like, if they're if they're walking down the meat aisle and they're a beginner and, like, the, the most user-friendly cut of meat in your mind is? Probably pork loin or chops. Yeah. You know, that's what, it's cheap. 
you can start with that or chicken breast. Once you learn the chicken breast, is a little tough to start with. Yeah, because most people dry it out. Mm-hmm. But um, about- pork pork loin's a blank canvas. I mean, you can take that and do all kinds. I say of one of my like favorite cuts is I, I'm a weird one that. I don't ever see many people in that. Is a Boston butt steak. Oh, we call them pork steaks. Pork steaks. Oh yeah, them oh, pork, I love steaks pork steaks are fantastic. They're hard to screw up. They really are. They got a ton of fat on them, and you you can cook them if you over them a little bit. It's really a lot of dark in there anyway. So if you do go a little over, you still got a good piece of meat. Worst thing to do is gonna fall apart and turn into pulled pork. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly that's right. Yeah, I love a pork steak. You that, talk about a drum smoker. Those those things are made to cook on a drum because as they drip. You get that sizzle and you get all that flavor on a big pork steak. Yeah. I like them thick too. Oh, absolutely. I don't want the thin one. I want no. them, you know, inch that, and a half. What, what's the internal temp you cook um, these too? Man, I'm taking them up to 175, 180. I mean, they're going pretty high. They're not going as far as you would to pull, like close to 200, but you want them to go up to where they're soft, where you can cut them with a fork. I don't. If I had to get a knife out on a pork steak, I didn't do it right. Yeah. But I cook them like I do ribs. I get some seasoning on the outside, whatever you barbecue rub you want to put on them get some color on them and then i wrap them up and that's why i still use some butter some brown sugar some barbecue sauce it could be whatever some you can put beer in there if you wanted to apple juice just something to make some moisture and you cook them to where they fall apart tender and kind of like a chicken thigh. yeah that's a, a chicken thigh is another hard one that's, yep. he's hard to screw up because he's They're got forgiven they are forgiven so um and i oh them brake pads is good. That's what I call them. <laughs> brake pads. I think I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna find me some pork steaks when I leave here. Yeah, <laughs> there ain't nothing wrong with a pork what, steak. What he just described. Well, you can just you can get like three or yeah. four pounds of pork steaks for like eight bucks, Dirt eight cheap. or nine dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. like and they're they're on the end down there where nobody apparently shops or something because they always there, and I'm like. Yeah, give me him. Here's you know? a little pro tip: whenever they run them butts on sale, just take that butt over to your butcher counter. I mean, I'm, you know, you can't do it at Walmart; they yeah. ain't got butchers no more. But a store that's got a, a butcher counter and tell them you want them to cut them an inch and a half, they'll charge you the same price. Most of them they put on sale for ninety nine cents a pound or dollar oh nine something like that, and you can get eight good pork butts out of a butt. You know, yeah. that's a and that's a pound a piece. That's a pretty thick piece of meat. Mm. You know, they're good though. Mm. Boy, it's a shame we got to work after this. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, Malcolm, if our fans, we we all we have a section coming after this, but I want to give you this chance um, right now uh, before we get into like the emails and all that. So, if they're looking to learn more about Malcolm Reed or more about what you got going on in your store, all that, where where can they find you? How to right dot com, or you can search how to bbq right on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. We got a podcast too, so it's and apparently you got a bunch of stuff. So you got Malcolm's yeah. Killer Jerky right we here. We do some jerky, yeah. We do jerky. We do you know rubs and sauces, of course. Um, I, you know, I brought you guys some stuff to try and play around with, but I've we've branched out and done you know pickled products. I've got you know several different lines of pickles that we do: hot sauce. Um, Is that mine. Uh, I'm out. About to, that, that was oh. my alarm going off. Wait. <laughs> Wake me up from my nap. Oh, I was about to say, golly, my bad. So I didn't mean, so you, you got pickles. Yeah, Daddy, you got, didn't uh, get them now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got hot sauces. we got grill cleaners, gloves, stuff like that. You know, it's just barbecue accessories. Yeah. Stuff for the cooking man. That's everything everything you need to cook with, clean That's up it. your mess, make it better, all that kind of stuff. Keep right? mama happy. Oh. Well, one thing he <laughs> right. said I want to go to the guys that are, are just starting out, don't be afraid to fail. You're going to do that. Ever cook? He don't ever just make everything right every time he cooks it. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that's why be willing, to me. We'd be willing to experiment. My mom and dad were, were mad scientists in the kitchen. One of the greatest things okay. that ever happened for cooking is YouTube because all that stuff exists out there. Yeah. And you can look and it don't make you less of a man or less of a person. Figure yeah. out how to do it. Because, I mean, I've gotten cuts of meat before sent to me that I don't even know what they are. I'm like... The yeah, first time I saw it, it was called a bavette steak. Well, I'm a redneck from Louisiana. I ain't never heard of him. Yeah, I ate, I ate then, at somebody's house, a buddy's house one time, and they was they told me it was fried chicken. And I kept looking for the, the, the pulley bone. Yeah. You know, and I said, I'm going to have to watch y'all cut these chickens up. I said, because I've looked through this whole platter, and ain't no ain't no chicken uh, breast, you know, with the pulley pull bone there. And they bust out live and said, you've been eating rabbit. Go ahead and throw up. And I said, I ain't going to throw up. Give me another hunk of it. That sucker was good. <laughs> rabbit, he yeah. good. He was good. Yeah. yeah, he's good. But, Malcolm, we're going to come back right after this, get into some email questions, and we'll, we welcome you to throw in some advice in there. But I did want to give folks a chance to find you. So how to bbqright.com. Search for it on anything, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all that. You'll find Malcolm there. But we'll be back right after this to get in that inbox and see what our fans see what the fans up to. All right, Malcolm. We're back. This is one of my favorite sections of the show. So we have a, a email inbox, hello at duckcallroom.com, where our fans email in asking questions, concerns. Look, if y'all got any barbecue questions, shoot them our way. We'll uh, we'll get the experts with you. We'll answer them best we can. We don't have any in here currently, but I do have some stuff um, that I thought was pretty good, uh, say, from over the weekend, mainly um, because Cy and Stone are both here. Some of it are veteran stuff. So this one is uh good afternoon i'm a fan of the show and the podcast as an older marine corps veteran who loves outdoor finding good clean podcasts that are entertaining are are funny are hard to come by yours is the best thank you for that by the way yep. i love when you all have guests but the original crew hands down are the funniest anyway i've listened to the podcast do you have any recommendations to any like yours or treasure hunts if not please consider uncle size the greatest so what i wanted to do here was other podcasts, right? So Malcolm has got one uh, talking about all things cooking that Stone's listened to. I'm going to go listen to now. Are there any other podcasts that – well, we got Unashamed, obviously. Yep. Uh, I'll tell you one that's really good that you probably didn't expect us to say. If you need, like, uplifting spiritual things, Sadie's podcast is fantastic. Sadie Robertson can lay it down in there. Mm -hmm. She oh, yeah. is – She's unbelievably talented, uh, and her messages aren't just for the younger female crowd. Any age, any place in life can get a lot from what Sadie talks about in there. So um, I know it sounds like home cooking that we're just we're picking on some of our own, but, um, you know, there are some other good ones out there. Uh, the Meat Eater podcast, if you're, a, if you're a hunter and you like cooking wild game and stuff like that, the Meat Eater podcast is really good. I listen to Jocko pretty regular. There you go. There's another one um, right there. So there's all kinds of podcasts out there. Uh, we're happy to give love where love is given to us. I know a lot of those guys are friends. Uh, they support us, so we're happy to support them. Um Let's see. I have another one here. While you're looking, I'll just say this, okay? It's actually really good, okay, to have all these uh, different people that are doing it because not only do you get our four views, 
Okay, you can check them out, ask them, send them questions, okay, and get another viewpoint from somebody else, okay? And especially if we're cooking this concern, yeah. if a guy that does it for a living and has one, one cooking contest, and hey, check him out and, hey, pick his brain. And look, he got 1.4 million subscribers hey, on YouTube. There it is. There it is. Let oh. me tell you something. Hey, he can cook. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. So, well, you know, on the podcast thing, I think people like that form of media because they feel a connection with you. They can send you an email and ask you a question. Mm-hmm. How many shows have you seen on TV? You can't. You can't call yeah. them folks up. Yeah, I can't talk right to Bobby Flay. Yeah, he ain't well, going to answer you back. Well, I was fixing to say, that's my favorite. Yeah. I'm like Martin. That's my favorite part is the guys asking yeah. questions yeah. about something that, you know, and, and I, get our viewpoint. I'm a firm believer. If you don't know, ask. Yeah. yeah. No and dumb, here's ain't no dumb And we don't know it all. That's right. And here's the one for Stone right here. I really wanted to do this one again because, Malcolm, you've, you've got a young son here. Uh, I'm assuming that's your son. It is. Yeah, that's Michael. That's Michael. Yeah, Michael. Yep. Uh, but this one is for Stone. Uh, it's from Benjamin in Sioux City, Iowa. It says, Stone, what was the online app browser thing that you mentioned on the podcast about how to monitor online activity and accountability? I'm 15 and asking my parents about Snapchat. I've never had it before. And we were talking about the possibility of me having it. We both value the in-person relationships and spending time with family. So I just want to give my parents an option to show that I'm being honest online. Mm-hmm. So, Well, the one that, that my buddy um, told me about, it was the best one that I've seen. Is the, It's called Our Pact. O-U-R-P-A-C-T. There you go, Benjamin. And it mirrors everything that happens on that cell phone. So it's, it's and, and supposedly it's foolproof. They can't hide anything. No. So, But accountability... With 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 these things right here, is huge. Which I think that's really cool. A fifteen year old just emailed yeah. us asking us yeah. for a way to be more that, accountable. That's awesome. That's awesome. And look, you know, it, and it's it's great that that you're thinking that way because and they know they know those teenagers know they can't handle what's on that cell phone without help. And uh, and that that's great. Kudos to you, man. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. Absolutely. Let me see. I got another one here. <laughs> this one side here this one right on for you john 18 from pennsylvania i'm going into my senior year and i've never dated anyone before i've been putting myself out there lately and trying to ask out girls but they all seem to have boyfriends i even spent a week on a mission trip with my church and met a girl who seemed into me for the whole week just to have her tell me she had a boyfriend do you have any advice on how to find a good christian girlfriend in a yuppie public school area so, <laughs> You the matchmaker. Hey, hey, look, here's all you got to do, man. Just keep going. Keep asking. Keep chasing. Okay. All of averages, right? Hey, here's my, here's, this is just my personal view. God's already got the woman picked out for you, dude. You just got to find Okay. All you got to do is just keep saying, hey, you want to go out with me? Let's go get a pizza or something. You know, finally you're going to say one. She said, yeah, I've been watching you. You're pretty cool. <laughs> you know? Uh, hey, trust me when I tell you, they're watching. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, hey. Yeah. Saying, yeah. That's exactly right. Sink or swim. That was hey, the method hey. I went with. The worst she's going to say is no. Yep. Hey, it's just like and fishing. Then, that's it. It's just like fishing. You got to cast that bait out there in the water and pull it back to catch one. You okay. So, hey. Sorry. Just keep getting out there and telling me, hey, you want to go out? You don't. Well, hey, it's your loss, girl. <laughs> is that, is that you don't know what you just turned down. 
It's like that same old saying, Martin. You start at the top of the totem pole, work your way down. Yeah, you'll find <laughs> you a notch to land on. You'll find a notch. Yeah. Or you can start there and climb your way. Women are like schools of fish. Uh-oh. There's always another one out there. Oh. And the same thing goes uh, for men, too, for you ladies listening. We don't want to leave them out. That's it. Hey, no. Uh, no, keep trying, man. Size right. Hey, look, and it is infor- important to find one that has the same values as you. That's, that's, that's right. That's um, right. And one that you can hey. live with. That, like Phil would always say, right. hey, does she tow the Bible? Yeah. I'll say <laughs> this. she tow the Bible, hey, take her out. Projects hey. are best left to be friends with, not not in a relationship with. You that's don't want right. a project under your own roof. We're uh, we're all uh, a big enough project ourselves. Yeah. You don't need to be you don't need to be trying to save one uh, that you're living with, mm. so to speak. It's uh find one that starts there and then work on your friends around you and then create a whole community to bring to heaven with you. Mm. Um but we're coming to that time. Side, do you have a Bible verse in mind? I didn't even think about this. You uh, you, want, you want me to No, let's say good grief. I've been reading Field's book. I should have plenty, but my mind went blank. You hit me. You hit me, and I didn't have it ready. Well, here, look. I got one. Let's just go with the verse of the day off of the Bible app because that man actually, actually, it's really this. This is good here. Um, and it's Psalms one forty seven eleven. It says, "The Lord delights in those who fear Him, who put their hope in His unfailing love." That's it. And I like one that goes with that. Hey, fear of the Almighty is the beginning of knowledge. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Hey, you better for him. It's so awesome that our Lord and Savior does have that unfailing oh, love for well, us. You, tell me, you, he know loves what, us. you know what we're going to do? We're going to fail. And he, still, his, and he still loves us. But his love never fails. That's it. And, and just tell me, hey, dude, yeah, you've done it again. Get up, dust it off. Come on with me. Yeah, ask for forgiveness and let's yes, move on. You've got it. Ask for it and let's move on. Let's move let's on. Let's have a good day. Look, Malcolm, we appreciate you stopping by. Uh, you're welcome in here anytime you want to be, brother. And, uh, man, but right now we're going to give you another sneak peek into Uncle Si's new show, Duck Family Treasure, available on Fox Nation, streaming everywhere, military man, first hey, responders. Military first responders. Free first year, baby. There you go. There you go. So appreciate check, your service. Yep, check it out. Enjoy it. Send us an email. Let us know how that's going. We appreciate y'all. We'll see y'all next time right here in the Duck Call Room. May God bless you each and every day of your life. So did y'all hear about this guy in England? Did you hear about this? No. You saw this? I uh, know. This this is amazing. Is this a tall tale? No, this, no. this just happened. This real is breaking deal. news. This is for real, in other words. Yeah, breaking news. Fine. I feel like I should be telling this in some kind of English accent. I can say one phrase good. I've practiced this quite a bit. Let's have it. Well, let's hear it. It's a bit nutty. <laughs> <laughs> a short phrase, too. That's it. That's all I got. Now, let me give you a lead in. What I'm fixed to tell you it's a bit nutty. <laughs> you nailed it, buddy. You nailed it. <laughs> so this story, this guy gets a metal detector, and on the first day, he walks out, some pasture out in England somewhere. Bloop, 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 bloop. Goes off, digs it up. A gold coin from the 13th century. Oh, you're making this up. One of only eight to have ever existed. So they sell it. 875,000. That's why I've been telling y'all, it can't happen.
Well, it did. I just thought I would try to inspire you. Sai is rubbing off on me. I thought we might need a little inspiration. I have an amazing spot. My buddy's wife's grandparents has this place called Magnolia Ridge in South Louisiana. One of the members of the Lewis and Clark expedition, this was their property. What? Yep. Yeah. It's been there since like 1700s. I don't know how old. Never been hunted. How do you know? Because I've researched it. And Miss Ann, the owner, is a treasure hunter herself. And she's found like several things just on top of the ground, just walking around the property. They found a full length sword in the garden. Like an old sword? An old sword. Really? When do we leave? We got a standing invite whenever y'all want to go. And we can make it a guy's night, stay the night. Have oh, a guy's we're talking night. overnight. Overnight. I like this. I'm wondering why you're just now bringing this up. Yep, you've been telling me about this on and off for the last couple of years. He knows. Well, why are you not telling me? What? Well, I don't understand. You would forget about it by tomorrow. Well, yep, probably. and I would have been <laughs> consulting on I it. I trust deal. Murray. He listens to me, actually. Yeah. You don't listen very well. He cares. I have, you know I have a condition. Called yeah, selective. It's called selective. No, it's called selective <laughs> That's memory. That's his condition. <laughs> okay, hey, look, y'all go down there, okay, and have your boys night out, whatever, okay? And then that'll give me time to work on my idea. Oh, what's your idea? Hey, photo shoot. For who? For you three <laughs> and me. I'm trying to establish our brand. But I just, as a general rule, I don't like photo Hey, it's, you come together for an hour, maybe two, and take some photographs. Two hours? <laughs> two hey, hours of my life? Hey, do the darn photo up, knucklehead. I'm trying to make his, a household name. We do this picture shoot or whatever you're talking about. Then what happens? Social media. You know, we're going to turn it loose. Look, if it'll get us access to landowners... I like that. Now you're talking. I, I like it. Okay. All right, that's that's all I'm trying to do with this. All right. I'm in. You'll be thanking me later for it. Okay. All right. I have I have faith, baby. All right. Y'all go down there, get your beauty rest, see what you can find. Come back. We'll do the photo shoot. Boys night treasure hunting. Call it men's night. I haven't been a boy for a while. <laughs> okay. Don't call him a boy. He's got he's got an image problem. <laughs>